Welcome to Scriptures for Life, a ministry of Trinity Evangelical Free Church in Boise, Idaho. In a troubled world riddled with endless pursuits, we have a place of peace and rest in Jesus Christ. We invite you to join us in worshiping Him and following Him in a life-transforming journey. Now, here's my friend Mark to introduce today's sermon. Good morning. Merry Christmas from Trinity Evangelical Free Church, Boise, Idaho. We are glad you're here sharing with us more from Joshua and God's Word. Have you ever wondered if you'll be ready in God's time? Is there something taking too long? In Joshua, God's work in our lives helps us obey His Word in His time. We pray, ask for His direction, yet are we ready when He calls? Though time will pass, today we hear about being ready to respond right away because the Lord equips us fully. Moses, my servant, is dead. Oh yeah, my my friend that I talk to face to face is dead. He may be dead to you. He definitely is dead to the nation. His mission is finished. But he's not dead to me. It's my Moses. And later on we learn that the archangel, archangel Michael And he battled to keep the body of Moses for whatever reason. Satan wanted it, probably to falsely resurrect it and lead the people into heresy. But he had to fight because he was his servant. And then we see Moses again in Scripture alongside Jesus on the mountain. Don't don't live your life suffering for the loss of, And living your life as if all the good old days. Were there ever such days? Were the 90s better? Probably better than now, but were they better in the 50s? And you can keep on going back. Things that you don't don't no longer have or you could not reach and say, Oh, I wish I had. My servant, Moses, I know his name. I know what he did. He's dead to you, but not to me nor is my mission. We may have lost our jobs. We may have lost our friends. We may have lost our loved ones, our business. We may have lost our pride. The Father knows and He is fully invested, but He he is God Almighty. Be courageous. Do not fear. There's so much that he has prepared. There's so much he has prepared for his children, even in the great tribulation. How he has taken care of the gospel by raising witnesses from his own people. The gates of hell will not prevail against this church, against you. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 15. He prepared in through, in through Moses, through Moses for what he was about to do in the far distant future, but he always intervened throughout history with the spirit of redemption, of God being with us. Emmanuel, the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet, says Moses, a prophet like me from among you, from your brothers. It is him you should listen Thousands of years, Moses talking, there's a Messiah preparing their hearts in Jesus. We have this fulfillment. Look at Hebrews 3, verse 5. 
The writer, we believe, I believe, some believe, it was Paul. We don't have a distinct declaration of the authorship of this book. But he says, now Moses was faithful in all God's house as a servant. Moses, my servant. To testify of the things that were to be spoken later. There's a prophet that's coming, listen to him. But Christ, don't live in the past. Stop looking over your shoulder so you won't be paralyzed on your next step. God has given us the Messiah. That's what Christ means. But the Messiah is faithful over God's house as a son. We go from a prophet to family. And we are his house. How? If we indeed hold fast our confidence, do not be afraid. Be courageous. Our confidence and our boasting in our hope. What are you hoping for? It is God's promise. I will never leave you nor forsake you. And I have a mission in the ministry. You are called to make disciples. You are called to take this word, this gospel through your life and through your voice to the world. Yes, Moses was everything to Joshua. That's all Joshua knew all his life. Look at Moses, follow Moses, never left his side. He accompanied him, he obeyed him. But God doesn't allow him to wallow and cry and spend days upon days hypnotized in his pain. He does this again in trying to say, listen, don't live for the here and now. Don't, don't, don't lose your hope in the loss. We're talking about eternity here. Look at things from God's perspective with our hearts from the dimension of eternity. He tells the same thing to Samuel. Turn with me to 1 Samuel 16.1. Samuel was called and God allowed the nation to choose a king. So the first king they ever had was Saul. And here comes Samuel and he, he anoints him and he raises him and he starts out good, but then he goes awry because of his pride and his presumption and, and, and he wants to reach the role of a priest and God cuts him off. But Samuel still loves him. And Saul dies. And Samuel cries. And he can't stop crying. Saul is dead. And he can't let go. Can't accept reality. And here's what God says to Samuel. How long will you grieve over Saul? God is patient to a point, And he tells him, get up! Since I've rejected him from being king over Israel. Fill your horn with oil and go. There's another one I've chosen. You've got a ministry. What you do will transform this nation. What you do now will set the, the, the roots for Yeshua. David, go find David. Oh, we're learning from this. There's a time to cry. There's a time to give that pain to the Lord. But you've got to get up, arise. The second command that we learn from this is that he tells him, listen, he's dead. I understand that. I'm aware of that. I have allowed it. But you've got to remember God's mission. Be focused on what God is doing. Like a surfer. A surfer sits out there waiting 
minutes upon minutes, sometimes 15, even a half hour, waiting for that one wave. And when he sees that wave, he paddles, he swims, he pushes to catch that wave. This is watching God in His mission. Watch for God's movement. And get on that wave. The second is, be fast. Be fast to act and obey God's commands. Because there's a time when you prepare. There's a time when you realize what His mission is. You're getting all charged and amped up to act. But then, when the door opens, be fast to act. Obey. He tells him, now, therefore, arise. It's a, it's, a, it's a simple command that relates to us in everything we do. Have you had those days when you feel like doing nothing? Yeah. You had lots of things to do, but you had energy for nothing. Or those days when you knew you had to be praying, but you just could not get on your knees and you could not open scripture and, and just... And the point is, all you got to do is say one word, say Jesus. And everything else flows from that point of surrender and reaching out saying, Jesus, help me. So what do you do when you got a lot of things to do and you don't feel like doing it? Get up. Get up and do one thing. And they begin to flow one to another. In this case... What is he supposed to do from crying and having lost perspective? Now what? Moses always told us what to do. He spoke God's message. Now what? He tells him, arise. Yeah, getting up is easier to witness God at work. It's easier to watch other people doing stuff. It's easier to agree with people. It's easier to watch others... In their obedience and them serving God, it's easier to plan and it's easier to promise. So I confess again to you because this is, you are my counseling session. My wife has been getting on that treadmill every day this week. And she feels a lot better. And I say, congratulations, honey. Good job. Keep at it. Don't stop. And then he says, when are you going to start walking? I will. I will do it today. That was last week. I'm guilty. The weight is, well, not on my shoulders as much as my belly, getting heavier. But you got to get up. I got to get up. Joshua, what do I do, Lord? Get up. Because it's easier for us to find some kind of a sad comfort to keep laying in our failures and our lost dreams and the things that we could have had and look at what he, he could have been my friend and look what they did and, and we wallow in our weaknesses, losses and we, we sit in our sickness. What do we do, Lord? God says one thing, get up. Getting up, rising up doesn't mean that we have no feelings. doesn't mean we're cold-hearted. doesn't mean we walk away from someone and we don't stop praying for, or we stop praying for them. Get up in your heart. Get up in your life. Get up on your feet. Look at 2 Corinthians 4.18. It means that when we get up, we refocus. Remember, focus on God's mission, and then you got to be quick, you got to be fast to act. Because once you start acting, then the Holy Spirit leads you into obeying. You can't obey before you act. It's simple. Just get up. 
Start reading. Start singing. Get up. Call someone. Pray with someone. That small step. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are not seen. For the things that are seen are transient. They come and go. This building will come and go. You look in the mirror, you went already. (laughs) Some of us, right? You come and go. Don't look at those things. I was looking at one of the actors this past week. uh, An actor that was very well known for playing uh, Italian mafia movies back in the 80s. And now he is advanced in age. And he's trying to hold on to that look. His hair was all dyed brown, whatever color it was, but it was not natural. He had all the plastic surgery done. He did not look like the person I knew when I was younger. He's holding on to what used to be. Well, no, these things are transient. You see, the older we get, the more beautiful we are to become in our character our lives. There's some of you here that I would name by name, but I would embarrass you. You are gorgeous in the maturity of your spirit, the kindness, the gentleness, the patience. All these things are transient that we can see, but the things that are unseen, they are eternal. The command has always been from Jesus. Arise! Get up! Say you're sorry! Get up! Apologize! Get up and comfort somebody. Get up! Walk with somebody. It's what Jesus did. Those whom He touched and those to whom He gave life, He always told them to get up. Old Testament, New Testament. Mark chapter 5, verse 41. He comes to this little girl whose parents' hearts are broken. Yes, the father got up and he went and he told Jesus, come, she's sick. You got to get there before anything else happens. And he is distracted by blessing and healing this woman that's been sick for 12 years, going to this little girl that is 12 years old. So all the years that this woman was sick, this little girl knew life and now she's 12 years old and she dies. And the parents are saying, don't bother. You're late. Have you ever told God? Have you ever whispered to God, you're late? Jesus walks in and he sends them out. He brings us three disciples with him. And he touches the girl and he says, Talitha kumi, which means little girl, I say to you, arise. Hasn't Jesus touched you? Hasn't he comforted you and said, get up? can't stay here. This bottle is not your savior. These drugs will not last. This anger, this envy, they do not feed your soul. They suck the life right out of you. Get up. He said that to the sick man that was sitting by the, by the pool. Nobody there to help him. He sat there and wallowed in his loneliness and failure and God's not fair. And Jesus walks up to him, John 5, 7. And Jesus says, hey, do you want to be healed? He was asking his heart because everything he was doing, this man, he he did not have faith that anyone would ever help him. And Jesus walks to him. He asked for no faith. 
He just gives him grace. Sir, I've got no one. Even when I try, people go ahead of me. And Jesus said to him, get up. Take up your bed and walk. Haven't you heard the Lord tell you the same? Get up. Get up. He tells those that He anoints to ministry. And the Lord is preparing our church to explode in that ministry. In discipleship making. Look at the people He's bringing together with the same love. The same desire to serve Him no matter what. He anoints them and tells them, get up. Look at Acts 26.16. But rise and stand up on your feet. Because people are watching Joshua. The land I'm preparing is not just for you. What you're doing now will lead these people to redemption and victory and life. Same thing here. You got to get up and stand up for I have appeared to you for this purpose. What is it, Lord? I'm going to appoint you as a servant And witness to the things you've seen in me. And to those things I will appear to you. Get up. All those that have been touched by Jesus. Have risen. That's your call. Get up. Be focused on God's mission. Be quick to act and obey. Get up. Go over this Jordan. Yes. What's waiting on the other side of Jordan doesn't seem to be much better, does it? Remember what those guys used to say, the ten, not the two, the ten spies. They came back and their report was all gloom and doom. Not Joshua and not Caleb. Depends what they were looking at. Yeah, they're going to cross the Jordan. It may seem they go from the pot into the fire, from the desert land, from the desert into a land of giants. Now they got to go through this tumultuous river. But see, when God gives a command, He provides a way. That's His promise. Do not fear. Be courageous. I'm going to end with this. Look at Numbers 14.6. Number 14.6. This is the same Joshua that hears the Lord. The same Joshua that crossed the Jordan already. And Joshua knows what's on the other side. He saw the exact same thing that the faithless spies saw as well. It says, And Joshua the son of Nun and Caleb the son of Jephunneh, who were among those who spied out the land, they tore their clothes. Why? Well, truth was spoken. But the Spirit, the way that the truth was spoken by the ten spies, was messaging without emotions. They were just, here it is, we're all going to die. And and Joshua says, listen, the context. We didn't cross the river because we were lost. God led us to cross the river. He showed us, God will not surprise you. He'll show you what the trouble is. But He'll send you anyway. It was one of the ministries that we were called to many years ago. The Lord said He wanted us to serve there as pastor. And my first initial was, uh, reaction was, no, that's okay. But then uh, God said, yeah, I want you to. And the church asked me to. And I knew what I was stepping into. It was three years of getting gray hair. But I knew I was stepping into. 
The Lord gave us victory, and then we had four more years of glorious, glorious ministry and fruit. He doesn't hide the truth from you, but God's grace is greater than that truth, which may be a thorn in your flesh. He says, you got to cross over. I'm already there. And so they tore their clothes and he said to the congregation, this is Joshua, the land which we passed through to spy it out, it's an amazing place. But if the Lord delights in us, he will bring us into this land and he will give it to us. A land that flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord. Do not fear the people of the land. For their bread for us. We're going to eat right through them. Their protection is removed from them. And the Lord, do not fear the people of the land for their bread for us. Their protection is removed from them. And the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. Sounds amazing. Isn't it? 40 years of Moses' leadership. But now things just got real. Don't worry about the river Jordan till you get to it. How are they going to do it? God knew how he was going to part that river like he did the Red Sea. Don't worry about the river till you get to it. You just be fast to act and obey. Remember Moriah? God told Abraham, bring me your son. So you got to gather up the wood. You got to sharpen the knife. You got to have your son come with you. Don't worry about the altar. When you get up there, God will provide Jehovah Jireh. Don't worry about Moriah and the sacrifice. You just go up the mountain. God will provide. Remember the Red Sea? Keep on walking. Yeah, the Egyptians are coming. You could see uh, the dust. You can hear the horses. You just keep on walking. Go to the edge of the sea. God will provide. And you remember Goliath, right? He had four brothers, just as big as him. But David, he went to the river. He got the five stones. Don't worry about the king and what he's offering to give you. All that armor and all the promises. You just remember God. What he's done in you and through you. Don't listen to threats. Just call upon the Lord and keep on swinging the rock. And God will protect. Walk victoriously. Step into God's blessings daily by remembering, be focused on God's mission. Be quick to act and God will unveil the rest. When the Lord calls us out to work for others, He equips us. What does Christ Jesus do for us? First, He asks what we want. He wants us to tell Him honestly, to share our spirit and heart, to be vulnerable to an intimate relationship of trust and friendship in Christ alone as Savior and Lord. In Christ, we see things much different than the world. While others see trouble and fear, Jesus sees a way to be triumphant, successful. As God calls you and me in Jesus, He equips us for success. He provides a way. His grace is sufficient in all things. 
Join us next week as we continue to go with Joshua into a new land and explore what God has in store for you and me. Today, enjoy a Merry Christmas. As you share love and care for one another, as Jesus has for us, may your Christmas be blessed in Christ as Lord. Isaiah says, He tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms. Jesus, Lord, come into our lives today and every day. Abide in us and us in you. Amen. Thank you for listening to Scriptures for Life, a ministry of Trinity Evangelical Free Church in Boise, Idaho. For more information about our church, visit us online at trinityefcboise.org or by phone 208-322-8801. Our church is located at 1777 North Allenbaugh Street in Boise. We'd love for you to join us for Sunday worship at 11 a.m. Join us next week at this time as we go through and apply God's Word on Scriptures for Life.